Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Supported by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Good morning, 606. Good to have you here on This Morning, usually with Jalen and Daryl, but Jalen's on vacation. She'll be back next week after the long weekend. Uh, you remember when we were going through a pandemic, there were an awful lot of people who were going out and getting pets in order to have uh, you know some companionship when you're stuck at home and not an awful lot to do. And there was some concern even at that point that you know once people started going back to work, once that all sort of wrapped up, you know would they still have time for their pets? There was a little bit of that. Uh, but now there seems to be a crisis that I don't know if it's it's about it's about COVID anymore. It's it's perhaps inflation issues. Uh, Scars, for example, Second Chance Animal Rescue Society says that it is basically in a crisis situation with the number of animals that are in care that they're trying to take care of and trying to get adopted out. There's issues with veterinary costs. There's a lot of things they're dealing with. More than like double the number of animals in care right now than what you would normally have uh, at this time. So Amanda Annitz uh, is a foster home supervisor for SCAR. She's joining us this morning. Amanda, how are you? Great. Thank you for having me. Uh, did I mess up your last name? No, you nailed it. Oh, <laughs> thank you. you. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, you know, if the- is is there a reason you can point to that you have so many? I did mention the pandemic. I don't know that that's still uh, an issue. Maybe it's it, it is. You tell me. Oh, it's basically capacity and then uh, just cost. So mm. capacity is an issue because the need is so great right now, but adoptions are so slow. Mm. So on a normal day, we would have, or sorry, on a normal month, we would have about 80 to 100 animals adopted out. Yep. Now we barely have 45 animals adopted out. So we're still intaking. We still have animals coming in, uh, but the animals just aren't leaving our care as quick as they would have in the past. So uh, if they're not being adopted, uh, is that what is causing this 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 large number to be still in care? That you you know, it's almost like a cash flow. Right? You don't have enough coming out as the ones that are coming in, or do you have a lot more animals that are also coming in? That's exactly it. So it's a little bit of both. So basically, animals are being born in care, they're living in care, they're growing up in care, and then now they're 16, 20 weeks old, which is just something we've never seen before. But also on top of that, we have all the requests incoming. So this week alone, and it's only halfway through the week, uh, I have 32 requests of just surrenders, and that's starting from Monday. So surrenders and strays and animals coming in, but yet we only had five adoptions this week. Wow. So there's just, there's, it's just not adding up, which is the worst part. So we're yeah. doubling the amount of animals in care. And of course, that costs significantly more than usual. But we also are seeing that slow in donations and then, of course, adoptions. Can you, can you trace this back to the inflation troubles, the fact that it costs an awful lot more just to get through with your own families uh, for now? Uh, for example, when people want to surrender, are they, are they saying the reasons? Is that an indication or do, you, or, or do they say? The surrender requests are definitely that. The surrender requests are usually medical care animals who are not spayed or neutered or who are having issues, uh, urinary issues or sicknesses or cancer or something like that. So surrender requests are usually that. Stray animals, of course, are just extras that uh, the overpopulation in Alberta has affected to that for sure. Um, And then, yeah, it's just, I find that 
the access to vet care right now is super hard to get, even for scars. Uh, we can barely get into some of our vet clinics uh, in a timely manner just because they're so booked up and they're overworked for sure, uh, but we just can't get our animals in as quickly as we want to as well. No, well, we talked about that. There's a shortage in veterinarians uh, throughout Alberta, and it's been an issue that we've been dealing with for, for a little while now. So if you have a ton more animals and a bunch of them, yeah, it's it's a bad catch-22 situation. So it, And I don't want to go right down the, uh, the doom and gloom path, but it does make me wonder, what do you do? Because you can only, I'm sure you only have so much capacity. That's exactly it. How so do you- right now we're definitely choosing uh, which animals come in, so emergency care versus non-emergency care. Um, but we know when we say no to the animals uh, that are on our wait list or that are calling us every single day, we don't know what's going to happen to them. Yeah. So that's Heartbreaking, kind of the hardest part. Yeah, it really, it really, it really hurts us because uh, every time we say no, we aren't sure where that animal is going to go. Uh, there, there are there are several rescue uh, groups uh, in the Edmonton area throughout Alberta. Of course, there's a Humane Society, SPCA, yeah. that kind of thing. Do you guys talk uh, amongst yourselves trying to uh, trying to trying to come up with some kind of cooperation or you know we what's this? Totally- and are they going through the same problems? They all are going through the same problems, yeah. And that's the craziest part about it, is Alberta is in an absolute crisis mode right now. All of our rescues are feeling the exact same. Uh, we actually just recently had three dogs get quilled, which is an emergency situation. We knew we could help with a vet cost, but we knew we did not have space for them to stay. And we actually paired up with Wharf. Um, so we, we brought them in, we brought them to the vet, we got them emergency care, and then they went off to Wharf after. So it was kind of like teamwork in that sense. It was like we had the volunteers go, and then they were able to have the capacity to intake these three new dogs, which is fantastic. Uh, he- you, you are able to pay for some veterinary costs, but that's a problem too because uh, those costs are up. Like you said, the availability of veterinarians is, is 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 a bit of a challenge as well, but it gets expensive. Do you have the money? Do you get the donations to be able to do this work? So we get the donations for sure. We're definitely we're struggling with that right now. The donations year-to-date are definitely down from where they were before. Um, we did start a new program called the Chase the Ace, which is our first time running it. It took about a year to get it going. And with the Chase the Ace, it goes towards 100% of emergency expenses. So we thought that Chase the Ace was going to be at $50,000 and we would just be uh, on our way. And just uh, that's just not the case. So we're just over $2,000 in the pot. Um, so it's things like that. Is We do really rely on fundraising events, third-party events, Chase the Ace events, all those type of things to just really keep going. Uh, so it's kind of a day-by-day process, uh, and obviously donations are, are definitely number one. Uh, and I would think, like, you, you don't have a huge facility to house all these animals. Most, Almost all of them are fostered out, right, with different families who are willing to, uh, to take them on short-term. Yes. Yes, 100%. So we have our Moorinville Rescue Center and our Athabasca Rescue Center. Uh, both of those are over capacity right now, plus all of our 250-plus foster homes. Uh, so it, it's quite extreme right now. So animals come into our facilities, and then our goal is to move them into temporary foster homes, and even that right now is definitely a struggle. Uh, so I, I was I was going through your website. By the way, uh, folks, it's a Scars Care. .ca, scarscare.ca. So I was going through that and I'm looking at all these animals. And if you're an animal lover, you go through and you see these these faces. Or if you think you could be an animal lover, you see these faces and you want to go out and adopt them. Uh, is it, 
Are you better off, if you're not sure that you're going to be able to do this, are you better off trying to be a foster for a while to see if this works with your lifestyle? Uh, because mm-hmm. you want somebody to commit to the life of the pet, not just uh, a short term. So are they better off trying out the foster route? That would help you out a little bit and then make sure you're, you're nice and settled. Fostering is a great option. You can get to see their personality, uh, the way they act with you and your family and your kids and your pets. Uh, and we definitely encourage even foster homes who work full-time, part-time, work from home. Uh, there's dogs that are suitable for every single person. Uh, the age difference, and uh, sorry, dogs and cats, of course, alike. Um, there's, there's every dog suitable. So that's a great option. So you apply to foster, and then, of course, we set you up with someone suitable for your family, for your lifestyle. Uh, and even yeah. for holidays and vacations, we help you out, too, is we just get the coverage available. So even if it is temporary, two to three weeks, that's still just kind of helps decrease the burden that we have going on right now. Uh, donations would be appreciated, I would imagine, as well. So oh, that right. website's yes. best place to go. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, we always need even um, food donations, litter donations, dog food, puppy food is hard to come by right now. Uh, litter for cats, wet food as well. <laughs> all of those items are definitely always needed. Uh, Amanda, all the best. Uh, thanks for your work with, uh, with these pets. And, uh, and uh, you know, if your heart hurts, but it must soar sometimes when you're able to save those lives as well. So let's focus in it, on that for a little bit. Yeah, it's rewarding and it's crazy and it's just a, a crisis right now. So thank you so much for shedding light on this. You bet. Thanks, Amanda. That's uh, Amanda Annitz, who uh, basically runs a foster care program for SCARS, the Second Chance Animal Rescue Society. Again, scarscare.ca uh, is the, uh, the website. Scarscare. Uh, let's take a break. Back in a moment. There is a house in New Orleans. This morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. I love that song. Always have. <laughs> it's one of those, uh, how many times do you hear it before you get sick of it? I'm not there yet. Uh, so you can keep playing that as much as you want, Sarah. Yes, thumbs up from Sarah over there in the control room. Uh, just uh, a little earlier, uh, Cody Jensen is filling in on the sports desk. You, you, you threw out a line, and I was encouraging you and any of your lacrosse play-by-play down the road. to. to you said, boom, there it is. Because it just just came out, you know, and then boom, there it is. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't like a thing, right? You weren't doing it as a thing, but it, it suggested to me that you should use it in play by play because of later he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. And boom goes the dynamite, which was a famous clip from back in the day. It was some some poor kid who was trying to learn. <laughs> he was trying to use all of the I think that's the like a, catchphrases. Like a college cast or like news or something sports like cast or something. Or it was going to be it multiple times. Yeah. It's hilarious. The full clip is gold. Yeah, he's just trying. So yeah, if you just search Boom Goes a Dynamite, you'll be able to find it on your own. Anyway, yeah, I'd still dare you. I love Boom, it. there it is. Just once. Just once and, and the ones who will get it will get it. If I you will, know, you know. I will weave it in and be sure to send it to you. Double dog dare you. Uh, so in the previous segment, we were talking with uh, Amanda Annitz from uh, SCARS, Second Chance Animal Rescue Society, about just the number of animals that they have in. And you know the inflation and the cost of living that's really playing uh, playing a role in this. Uh, veterinarian costs are, are high, even if you can get in. So there's a lot of people surrendering to their animals because everything costs so much money these days. And then I see uh, that we have a story out about electricity rates rising yet 
again that in the month of August, uh, your rates are going to go way up again. So Jacqueline Cousy from Global News uh, put together this story talking about what the issue is and maybe a good way to get around it. The rising temperatures are no match for the sky-high electricity rates. The hotter it gets, the higher the demand for power. Albertans, part of the regulated rate option, will see their August bill hit an uncomfortable record. RRO plans like NMAX and the City of Lethbridge are set to increase from 16 to 22 percent, an average of 32.267 cents per kilowatt hour. Economist and co-founder of EnergyRates.ca, Joel McDonald, says the reasons for the rate hike are layered, but he's narrowing in on one. With climate change, uh, we've seen a lot of people in the summer start to purchase and use air conditioners. Cooling off comes at a cost. Business development with Ridge Utilities, Trevor Lewington says there is a way to avoid the hiked price. The easiest and fastest thing people can do is to get off the RO. The RRO is the default option. The other options are floating and fixed rates. With the large fluctuations in rates over the last year, Ridge is trying to get customers to make the switch. It gives you the ability to at least have peace of mind that you know what you're consistently going to be paying for your utility bills. McDonald says you can enter and exit contracts anytime with no fee, but it does take a credit check or a deposit of four to $500 to transition to a fixed rate plan. Right now, the way the market price is structured, um, we don't see a good solution for those that can't pass a credit check, unfortunately. Minister of Affordability and Utilities Nathan Newdorf says in a statement to Global News, we are working with industry and stakeholders to review the RRO and identify long-term solutions throughout the electricity system System to keep electricity affordable, adding they're looking at ways to reduce and manage future costs, including phasing out the regulated rate. Long-term, Lewington says Alberta will need to offset growing demand by expanding sources like wind and solar. The more generation stability we have, the, the more stable prices will be. Jacqueline Cousy, Global News. And of course, Jacqueline is a reporter in southern Alberta, so she mentioned Ridge Utilities. That's primarily a power uh, provider in southern Alberta. Uh, obviously, there's Epcor and there's NMAX. There's also a local one in Sherwood Park, and I saw a few friends on, on the Twitter, or the X, whatever, uh, talking about a park power, which is based out of uh, Sherwood Park. So it's just another option. Uh, yeah, it's literally park power, and they can also provide, and, and they have all their rates on there as well. So all of them have different rates, but you do have to sign up for it. You have to do a credit check. What about the people who can't pass a credit check, but they're just trying to make their way? Uh, They can be in an awful lot of trouble, and then they're stuck with having to pay the higher rates. It's almost like a perpetual pain machine in that case. But uh, that's one of the options trying to get off that RRO is those those electricity rates virtually double. It's definitely something, and and it's easy to procrastinate. But I got a bill this summer. I don't have air conditioning in my house. Uh, Really, there's not an awful lot of power consumption in the summertime for, for my wife and I. But my, my, my bill was way of three hundred dollars in a in a summer month for electricity. It was ridiculous. And again, we're not we're not running air conditioning. So maybe the fan on the furnace goes a little bit, but it's a high efficiency furnace, so it's not sucking up an awful lot of power. So getting bills of that magnitude and then knowing that they're going to get worse after the end of this month. Uh, any procrastination issues should probably be set aside. Uh, what are you doing? Have you switched? Was it easy? Was it difficult? Have you tried some of these alternative energy providers? I'd be curious uh, what your situation is. Let us know. Uh, maybe we can get some more answers for everybody uh, through your experiences. 780-496-0063 if you want to jump in on that. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. 
I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.